And we're live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to The Steady Compass. I am your host, Quez. Today, I'm joined by a very amazing guest. We've had him on the show before, at least attempted to. Had a bit of an audio issue there on my end. But hey, we're moving on. We're better than ever now. His name is Anthony Urbina. You know him from his work as the lead moderator in NameTag, as well as his experience as a web developer. He truly embodies what it means to be curious and act on it. And today, you'll see what I mean. Anthony, welcome to the show. Bro, I like how you said my name correctly, my last name, Urbina. I don't even say it like that. I say Urbina. <laughs> you know why? It's, I think a lot of Hispanic people, deep down, really appreciate when their name is pronounced in Spanish. I certainly do. I love when people, like, my name is Christian in English, but it doesn't sound good. It's better Christian. Bro, and when a honey calls me Christian, uh, take my heart. Literally, just take my heart. Take my car. Take my social. Just everything. It's all yours. <laughs> social security, whatever you want. No, I'm just kidding. Do not do that, ladies and gentlemen. That is not the play. Love will come naturally. But I'm just saying there are some initiators, and these could be one of those flirty things, I guess, if you want to look at it that way, that if you're trying to win someone over... And uh, I shouldn't say everyone appreciates it. I'm just going to speak for myself. I appreciate when that shit is said in Spanish. And this is what I mean. I said your name is in Spanish. And you kind of, hey, yo, like real recognize real. I see you. That's the point. Yeah, bro. I think like names are important. I don't know if you ever had to do this in high school, but or in, like middle school or whatever. But we like had to write like essays about the importance of names. And I, like when I was writing it, I was like, eh, I don't give a fuck. But now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, shit, like my name actually at least it like means something to me it should oh. mean something to you it's like it's the one thing you were given you were lucky enough to be born just alive chances of being alive are so miraculously low so we were born that's gift number one gift number two we have a name and then the way in which we carry and preserve that name it should be so long as we ourselves care about it it doesn't really matter if anyone else does or doesn't care or whether they want to connect with it in the way that you connect with your name. The point is that to each of their own, it's a beautiful thing to to care about. I'm glad that you feel that way. I would say my name has a lot of meaning. I love telling people the story behind how my parents named me. I'm actually curious because, by the way, my younger brother's name is Anthony. I love the name Anthony. Do you know the story of how you were named? Yeah, so my dad just liked the name. By the way, Anthony Urbina... Urbina isn't my my full name is Anthony Isaiah Urbina Vasquez. So like your last you name like is really Vasquez. If you, yeah, bro, I told you this. But with an S or a Z? But it's V A S Q U E Z. So both. Ah, okay. Your Z, right? V -A -Z. Mine's a Z. Yeah. Z. yeah. That's why. Yeah. So my dad just liked the name. My dad did the name picking. Funny story actually about my name. Yeah. So my dad liked the name Anthony, and then my mom's a fan of not Roman mythology, but just like like ancient cultures. So she always liked the Julius Caesar, the Shakespeare play, and obviously Mark Anthony is in that as well. So legend, by the way, the name for that reason. And yeah, but she, my mom, actually wanted to name me Isaiah, but my dad liked Anthony better, so they went with Anthony. And then when they were giving my mom the birth certificate, because both parents have to sign, she snuck Isaiah as my middle name onto the birth certificate. Just like, wait, 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 don't, don't, come here, come here. I say, yeah. I mean, I'll call my man, dad, like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's like, fuck you. He's going, he's getting that shit, but that's what I'm saying. There's a funny story to that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's funny too, because they still like, still argue about. 
or just no slight jabs. That's the best. I love how relationships tend to get to a point where you can throw jabs at each other and it's all playful, but I don't like it's the kind of stuff that makes you smile. For example, the one jab my parents always have at me, and this is because I've made a habit of always being like a night owl, being up in the late hours of the night at 8, 9 p.m., which is like now around the time that I'm going to bed, which I've been really happy about, like the way I'm staying consistent with this. My, <laughs> my pops will just look at me and say, yeah, right. You know, like, whatever you say. And it's like, I am, but I understand why you don't believe me because my behavior for the last... 10 years has been to be a night person but here i am and it's just jabs like that they see i think they see the growth they see the changes being made what's up with that are you like on your like billionaire working up at 4 a.m type thing trying to be nines are early bro yeah i mean it's i usually try to be up around like 7 30 to 8 i feel like that's more of the sweet spot for me not it's not like the ass crack of dawn. My applause to those people that feel very comfortable doing that. I'm not gonna say comfortable, but are challenging themselves to do that. That's quite nice. No, I feel like if you wake up and you start your day and you the first hours to yourself, like to rise, to get in the sun, to journal. I've been drinking this shit called Everyday Dose, which again, the show is not sponsored, but I love this coffee. It's this alternative coffee with mushrooms in it. And man, that shit, mm. like, I I go to bed looking forward to that shit. I might be addicted. I don't know. I don't know. I've only been on it for a month or some change. But I feel the effects. And I guess what I'm all I'm trying to say is it's not so much about being on the billionaire wake up at four in the morning grind. I think it's more about just figuring out what works for you and then, like, committing to that. Like, committing to the challenges that you yourself can accomplish. You want things to be hard enough where... You know it's going to make you work, but within your reins enough to say, so long as I work, I will achieve it. You know what I'm saying? It's kudos to people that might say something like, in two months, I'm going to become a professional basketball player. I don't know how you'll do it. 5'4", ha doesn't have a single jump shot, never handled the ball before. But if you think you can make the NBA in two months, more power to you. I don't know if I would call it like be realistic, but be realistic with yourself. Bro, I think you should come up with the rule for yourself where it's if i don't get up at the time that i want to get up at i don't get to drink my mushroom coffee Nah, because i'm gonna drink that shit anyway <laughs> going to drink that shit anyway and i know this is serious for you because i know cubans love their coffee but that's the thing bro is like this is not it's it has coffee in it a very small amount mm -hmm. it's only 30 something milligrams of a caffeine compared to a regular cup Hell, bro, of espresso that might have a north of 150 milligrams of caffeine. Not that the caffeine is affecting me adversely, but I do see, like, I I would have crashes. With this shit, it's more like a just sustained flow of energy, a nice amount of focus and attention on one thing, which is probably the thing I've struggled with the most as of late, is staying focused on one particular task, being here and now present and focused on the thing at hand and doing that thing at hand with the best of my ability, like giving it, not doing it just for the fuck of doing it, like actually grabbing it and saying this, I will conquer or maybe not conquer is the word, but perhaps you understand what I'm saying. Fuck that. We're conquering it. Yeah. We're conquering that shit, man. We're dominating. We're getting in there. We're getting involved. So speaking of like getting involved, I've, Failed to ask any questions and 
this is what happens. Sure. And I get so involved in a conversation with you and we just let it roll. It's so nice. It's really nice to talk yeah. to you. Bro, so one of the things that you mentioned to me in our last episode or attempted episode was that you had a big goal of first having a positive impact upon yourself and your life, then having a positive impact on your family and God willing, being able to go to the extended community and have, and again, all of this with the essence of not to say changing the lives of these people, but being, having a good mark. Marginally better. Marginally better. Making things, mar even if marginally significant, like that much better. I appreciate that because it is in the little things. I find that's what the, a lot of people appreciate the most. Would you say that the little things are important to you? Bro, for Christmas, my aunt, my, my tia, yeah, I can't even say tia all the time. I, like, it's cool. In, like a neighborhood in LA where it's like. Where no one speaks Spanish? LA, so there's a lot of, yeah, yeah. So it's like my tia. Oh, what's that? My aunt. You just get used to saying aunt. But yeah, no, my tia gets me these, these Birkenstock sandals and I wear them every day. And same with your coffee. I like, when I like get home, I'm working from home now, but like when I would get home from work, I'd look forward to just, I'm like pulling up in my driveway. I'm just like, fuck yeah. I'm going to get, put these on and I'm just going to be like feeling because that's like when i know i'm feeling and yeah i use them like every day and it, it and by we that year we did like secret santa and with a gift limit of 60 dollars and these things were 100 bucks and i didn't know and i just put them on there because i'm like they're sandals bro they're not gonna be more than 60 bucks they were 100 dollars. <laughs> yeah so they're 100 bucks she buys them anyways and i fucking use them every day and i fucking love the fuck out of them i don't have a laptop or like a computer stand i work from a laptop and then a monitor on my side for the laptop so I'm not like looking down. I use the Birkenstock shoebox that nice. like the laptop stands like, sitting on top of it right now. Hell yeah. Yeah. Love the little things, bro. It's what are you going to buy me a watch? Cool. It's just nice that it's an item. It's an item that you use every day. And because of it, you have this really deep appreciation for it. And I love the way in which you said it's almost like this indicator to you that I'm about to relax. I'm about to calm down and just chill. And like the sandals preserve that sentiment for you. Like once once they're on, we're vibing. And that's a good way. That's a good way to do things. I find that the little things can extend past material things though as well. For example, one of the little things I've appreciated a lot lately, especially when down here in Florida during the supposed winter, we get a breeze, man. And there's just something mm. about 70 degrees and a nice breeze under the, the shade of a tree that it's like I'm just I feel transported to earlier moments of my life not in a sense of wow I wish I could be back there but more I remember the last time I felt this peace and it's I believe that some of the little things are moments of peace that you get to experience so long as you're present during that thing and again, for you, it like that doing that thing could be as simple as putting on the sandals and that initiates just even if it's a brief moment, but a moment nonetheless of peace. And it's quite nice. It's quite nice to to feel that. Bro, I started taking morning walk because of something you tweeted. You just tweeted it a few days ago. You were like, I love you. And you're, what, you just tweeted this to everybody. Just I saw it on my timeline when I was scrolling through Twitter in the morning. You were like, whatever you do today, make sure you move your body. And I was like, that was like a pretty good idea because. That was on like, Discord, just, yeah. 
Oh, okay. I was on Discord and it just so happens that, I mean, it's been like pretty rainy here in LA and like cloudy and gloomy. And on that day, it just happened to be sunny. And I was like, yeah, today actually seems like a good day for a walk. When I was at boot camp, we used to do morning walks, some of us. And so, yeah, I've been walking every day, getting my sunlight in and it helped a lot. And because I saw your tweet, your Discord. A lot of what I write on the internet is basically me talking to myself or me trying to reduce my thoughts down to something consumable like kind of the way people say nuggets of wisdom i don't know that i'm the wisest person i think i have a lot of fucking shit to learn excited to learn it all but that's why i share it and it's i appreciate you sharing that with me because it lets me know that even if it's just one person it can have an effect on someone's day let me ask you how did you feel during that walk, what was it about the walk that you appreciated or that you can recall right now? It's something you appreciated. It's a great part of my day. I'm in my room. It's cold in my house. I like looking out as we got a window right now as we speak, but it's not as good as like being outside, being in the sunlight. I live on a pretty nice block in the sense that there's a lot of trees. Neighbors take care of their grass. And then I like being a right. I'm walking down my street and we're just like surrounded by like a range of mountains. And they have snow on them right now because they're like pretty far away. And so it's just like beautiful. And uh, and yeah, I just get to stroll. There's a few other walkers. That I just I like it. I'm able to like go into a dream state as well. Like I'll switch between, wow, like what is in front of me is like so beautiful. But then I'll also like switch in a daydreaming, like as I'm walking. I know where so you're that part. I That's actually, a, many people consider that a state of meditation. Because you're being aware. It's almost like you're keeping an inventory of the things that are happening around you. And you're not necessarily doing anything about it. But you're just seeing, wow, the sun's out and the mountains and they have the snow caps. And wow, look at the grass and the flower. You're just keeping track. You're being present. That's what I mean. That's. It's almost ironic in my eyes that we call these the little things when it's like the most important thing to just experience what's around us even if those things are not necessarily pleasant or easy to deal with it's here you are this is you being alive and it's the fact that you can do anything about it i'm not i whatever it is that happens whether it's amazing or bad i'm not in anyone particular's control the universe will write what it will write and it's on us to respond accordingly like in whichever way feels truest to you but if you become the victim you're out of the race it is what it is. The universe has, I don't know. Let me be very clear. I think the universe is more heavily in your favor. It wants you to win more if you'll pay attention. You know mm. what I'm saying? If you take moments like that to appreciate what's around you, to be present, to love your family, to be kind to your friends, to whatever. It could be a plethora of things. If you're taking that moment to do that, to appreciate the little things, you, you get, it gives you this energy the universe has said, okay, nice, check, well done. And then now you have this energy to produce things with it, to build things with it. So let me continue on because I'm curious bro, to hear about your day. How was the rest of your day? Bro, but yeah, just to touch on that real quick. Funny, I was going to bring up two things, but the last thing you said about the universe added another thing to the list. So one, I don't take my phone when I go. And so that. that's that's been amazing. Because then like, I wouldn't be able to daydream if I'm like, oh, just Cornody. I'm like, no. Like from this first. Oh, Quiz just sent me a selfie. Nice. Just kidding. I wish. 
<laughs> I got you. Now that you've said it, I will. Now that you've said it, I will. I'll send you all my gym progress. And so, yeah, don't take my phone to when I was walking, bro. I'm like, look, I'm telling you, I'm like expecting the grass on the sidewalk and I see mushrooms, bro, growing out of the fucking ground. And the coffee thing that you just said reminded me of that. And I like, picked it up and I started inspecting it. I'm like, fuck, this isn't poisonous. I almost take a bite out of it. Like, I need to go do some research because it's like literally right down the street. Mushrooms are just growing. So that was a trip. And then just on Friday, I think this was, I was walking and then I see this older gentleman, gentleman working on his car and we ended up just having this conversation. He's like, how old are you? I'm like 21. And he's just crazy. Like, I, I usually only see old people walking, man. You must be really smart. It's like, nice. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. And he goes, hey, man, so how's your relationship with Big Papi Dios? <laughs> and he points at this guy. That's real. English translation for the non-Spanish speakers, that's a Big Daddy God. Yes. Spanish. The big oh. dog. And he's, yeah, what's up, man? You believe in, like, I believe in something. I don't know what the fudge it is, but I believe in something. And he's, man, that's good. That's good. Just foster the relationship with that something. And it's going to want to invest in you. But you have to invest in it first. So that's what you I really like that. I find that most religions are all teaching the same thing. They're all like how to be a good person, how to love one another, to take care of one another, to understand one another. They're all teaching this. And whatever the source is, I try to reduce everything down to it's like most common denominator. Whatever the source is, if you're fostering that relationship with it, it will invest in you. That is so brilliantly stated. I love. Do you know this gentleman, or this was just a one-off conversation? Oh, bro, just I've, it's all serendipitous. Never him before random serendipitous. He's a neighbor. Just never met him before. It was like a right, right time, right place type of thing. Those are the rewards of life for taking action on on the, those callings. That's what I mean. What compelled you to go on that walk on Friday? And then, by the way, just your Discord message. Oh, wait, so this is all on the same day. Oh, on that? No, it just became like a routine thing. I was like, Hell yeah. this is fucking great. Since then, um, you've been like doing it regularly? Like semi-regularly? I, I, so I, I take a break at 11 and a break at 3. And so that's what I do at my, my 11 o'clock break. My challenge to you is the moment you rise, get outside as quickly as possible. For the, like, the chemicals that like hit you when you, like, it's like it, the sunlight doesn't wake you up. It just, yeah. Yeah, for lack of professional science study shit that I don't know about. But I can only tell you about my experience. And my, I don't know that I could describe it in very tech, like scientifically technical terms, so to speak, like the study of why it happens. But I've found that when I wake up and I just go outside and I feel the sun, it's like it's synchronizing, not synchronizing me. It's just letting me become one with my world is the way I would put it. And then, well, it's like time to start the day and it's like daytime outside. So you're putting your body in sync with what's going on outside yeah. type of thing. They call this circadian rhythm, I think it is. Something like circadian, that. Circadian, yeah. Circadian rhythm, something like that. And yeah, it's that's why people like the billionaires referring to earlier, like that's why they're doing that. They're trying to register their body to be up at those hours of the day. And just because there happens to be a common practice amongst that kind of individual, it doesn't mean that that's what works for everybody. And chances are that even if they are all that successful, like I still wonder how in tune with their emotions they are, how present they feel. Are they practicing gratitude? I'm not doubting that they are or are not, but 
are they taking the time to appreciate those little things? Yeah, I think what you're like speaking to is this is something that I heard Goggins say, David Goggins. And he was like basically like cold showers. Just because you get in a cold shower doesn't mean shit. I guess what he means about that is just getting in a cold. It's not about the cold shower. Oh, I took a cold shower. Now I'm going to be a billionaire. Oh, I woke up at four. Now I'm going to be a billionaire. I'm going on walks. I'm going to be a billionaire. It's like, how are you doing it? Like the quality matters. It's like, I'm doing a hundred reps at the gym, but they're half-assed reps and you have barely have any weight on there. You're not controlling it when you go down. You're not like pushing it to the max. Like what's it? It's supposed to be like. You're doing it for the sake of doing it. You're not doing it because you're trying to get something out of it. Yeah. It's not real to you. That's what I was saying earlier. And that's a stoic principle is not to do things for recognition, for payment, and certainly not just because. Do things that are true to you and do it with your best, like all your might. And again, I say conquer because in, at least in my world, that's how I see it. It's, it's this challenge. I'm not going to go over there and pillage the village either. I'm just, that's not what this is. That's no Viking vibes over here. But yeah, well, that's not when you say I'm going to conquer myself. You're not saying I'm going to pillage myself. Like It's my, more so I'm taking control. Yeah. I wanted to go back to you. I just feel like I'm talking so fucking much, but I'm, I wanted oh, to go back. Bros. Fucking convo. I know. And I love you. You're the best. You're the best for it. But I want to hear about something you've conquered recently, which is the, I find that so many people are jumping into computer science and data science and the engineering fields. And many folks are jumping in with the idea that, not even the idea, they have data to prove it, that I get the degree, I get a high salary, and then I'm good. So why did you want to get into this? And you didn't even do it the traditional route, going to school for four fucking years and then trying to figure out the job situation after that. You did a boot camp. You did quite well in the boot camp from what I'm understanding. You even have basically a working product. I shouldn't say product, but a project that encompasses what you've learned. You can work on it live. You've shown me how you maintain it. Why did you go through all that? What was the point? Yes. Well, I, I like this question because it's interesting to me, but I'm also scared of this question because you asked a lot and, and well, that was just a really good question. So there's like a couple things, but the first like thing that really popped, the first word that popped in my brain when you were running through that is like insecurity. So I, I like got out of high school when, I don't know what year we in, 2023, 2019. So it's been like four years, it's like my classmates who went to college are pretty much graduating. Just like, give time frame. Like, a timeline context. Yep. Yeah, not that I'm like comparing myself to people who are graduating, but it was just like, okay, I've been out of high school for X amount of years. I'm like a young adult, but I still don't really have anything that I'm good at per se, like on a technical level, like that I'd be able to contribute to a company. And I realized, I like really realized this when I joined Name Tag as a Discord mod. I was like, like you get to see, right? Like, you know, what you're up to and you see what like RC is doing. And like we have a whole dev team really building up the product. And meanwhile, I'm just like here answering questions and not to like shit on mods. Cause bro, like that's how you get started. That's how I fucking got started. It's and it's hard work. Yeah. Like you have to, you're like responsible for holding up a community. Like those like micro interactions are very important. Like Invaluable. You said, it's a little thing. Invaluable. And I think so too. J- just but to interject like, and I'm so sorry. Just to interject, yeah. I genuinely believe the name tag server was the most welcoming server because we had the most badass team of mods. Like Bro, yeah. people were the most receptive during that bull run. A lot of people have faded, of course, if that's the case. But you were saying. Yeah, no, we have a great team. Fucking 
love those guys. And yeah, but I was like, this is great. I, and so just getting to, uh, oh, so while I'm a modern name tag, I'm also working as a bar back, not a bartender at a restaurant slash bar, bar back because I wasn't old enough to be a bartender. And the rationale behind that was like, man, I want to be the guy, like I, I want to be in a live social environment and have fun with people my age. But I don't want to be the person at the bar spending money and getting drunk and spending money on Ubers and all the drama and all the shit. That's a really interesting way of looking at it. First time I've heard someone express it like that. That's nice. So that was the rationale behind that. And getting to be on the other side of the counter was the way that I thought of it. Being a Discord moderator was like the same thing. I loved NFTs before that. And getting, because when we first, it was just like a free, it's, we ended up like getting paid money. Shout out to NameTag. But, but like, that was also because you guys did the outreach work too. Mm -hmm. So that was a because that was probably like the most difficult thing that we had done during that bull run is just the DMs, bro. Mad fucking DMs, making connections, like trying to set up how do you say this? Collaborative experiences for cross holders, both for people from name tag, getting new users coming in, using to them to that product. And then of course, name tag holders being introduced to a new community, right? Like it was a whole it was awesome. But I, I really, I liked what you said because your first answer was very honest, which was you felt insecurity. And I'm curious to hear a little bit more about that. Why did insecurity pop into your head? Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, sure. Just as I was saying before, I'd been out of high school for four years. I'm like trying sneaker flipping. I went and worked at a bar. I went and worked for my dad's business. I went and I did e-commerce. I did in-person sales and stuff like that. But And I'm trading NFTs and doing all these like pretty like fun things, making money here and there, but not really getting to say that I'm like a master of something where I feel like that's, I don't know, that's one of the like cool things about life, like just being able to like turn it into a video game and rank up your player and then just go beast mode on everything else. That's just what makes it fun. Like you have all the extra abilities, but I, at that point in my life, I just didn't really have two abilities because I hadn't stayed in, because I didn't stay in one lane long enough to like really go deep enough to like make me OP. And yeah, I was like, what would I be interested in that would allow me to stay in one lane and make it worth it and really let me get deep? And I don't even know how I ended up on web dev, probably just because that stems are like crazy in the web three world, I feel like. And as a discord mod, like look at devs and you're like, oh shit, that would be like next up on the list. So they, so. they can do something, but like everyone can do something. That's the funniest part about the whole thing. Devs, do something. <laughs> yeah, right. There's that component as well. There was something you had said that I really liked. Oh, about mastery. I really admire that. So basically, what it sounds like is you were tasting a lot of things. Going from one kind of business to a different, probably picking up a decent set of skills that are relevant to each place. But you get to a point where you start to ask yourself, what do I want to really sink my teeth into, really get involved in? And you happen to land on web dev, particularly because your environment of web three seemed to praise it. Did I get that right? So would you assert that as the why you got started in the boot camp and completing that? Yeah. So it was a mix of that and the fact that I like everybody like knows that being a dev for the most part like your job is pretty chill like obviously there's all the problem solving and critical thinking that you have to do but I, like at that time i'm working 60 hours a week 40 to 50 at my dad's business and then like another 15 friday saturday night at the bar like restaurant 
And I'm, I'm busting my ass. I'm on my feet all day at my dad's. I'm like lifting up very heavy shit. I'm like almost like borderline getting hurt. Like a man's business. I was only there for a year. So I wouldn't say that I'm like, I, I was part of the man's business in the way that like people who do that for their entire lives are like both of our dads type thing. Right. But, um, and then I go to the restaurant and then I'm like busting my ass back and forth, carrying all these glasses, cleaning them, racking them, doing just rinse and repeat, talking to everybody, making sure they're good busting my ass and at the end of the day i'm making i was probably making 40k a year probably less to be honest. i don't really remember that's like i'm working fucking 60 hours a week I'm like how is that even possible like re-grinding so, yeah i'm grinding and that was fine bro because i was actually having fun like i loved i didn't get to spend like much time with my dad because my dad's a workhorse too so we didn't spend like that much time together when i was younger so like we really got to know each other a lot better, more right? uh, in, yeah. uh, in this dynamic. Yeah, in that dynamic, for sure. And I just got to respect what he does so much more. Him and his brother are, are partners, so I got to spend time with my Theo as well. Same thing with him. Got to know him better. And loved working at the restaurant. So I liked what I was doing, but I was like, okay, now that I know what path I want to go down, fuck this. I'd be doing <laughs> this. Like, if I could be making... 2x more and working 2x less like why wouldn't i do that for working or for uh, for just investing the amount of money that it costs to take the boot camp and then the three months of time plus more because you're looking for a job too that's going to give me the skills to go out and do and i remember this one day where i was at work and i was telling john this was like right after vcon we hop on a phone call and i'm like yo dude yeah i'm thinking about doing this boot camp and so to give you like specifics bro this is the moment where i decided i'm going to go to the fucking boot camp it's a, it's a VCon the week after. And I called John thinking about doing this boot camp. He's, but I'm like, not really sure. So I'm like calling him, like leaning on him, seeing what he's thinking. And he's, dude, what you're doing now, no offense, but you see yourself doing that for the rest of your life. And I remember just being like, fuck. And so he's, like, go to the boot camp. Do you have your answer? Go to the boot camp. Damn, that's real. And, uh, that's real as fuck. And uh, yeah, fucking. I was like, bro, but what about money? Because boot camps are expensive. Dude literally goes, dude, I'll lend you half the money or some shit like that. It was like, it was a decent sum of money to where I was like, okay, fuck it. I, like, if you're going to offer that, then there's no way that I can't go. That's the um, universe telling you like, yo, like, here's a clear path forward. Here's a clear path forward onto the next thing. Yo, but a fat shout out to John for helping you build that bridge along the way to get you there. Okay, so you finished the boot camp. You got the you got the certificate. You got the skills now. This is also very in line with the book called So Good They Can't Ignore You, which is all about like getting ahead. For you to get ahead in your life, you you must learn hard skills. And it teaches you a lot more than just the skill you're learning. It teaches you to think critically how to find clear solutions, how to define things clearly. There's so much logic. So this is one of the things that I wanted to get to earlier. There is a massive difference in a programmer who knows code and a programmer who writes code. I believe that the clear sign between the two is that the programmer who knows the code knows logic it, it, he understands why think like he understands what is trying to be accomplished and breaks it down into code that a computer can consume and act on he's looked at all the parameters and is considering 
This is what's going to be needed in order to achieve this. And that's where I think that the impact of an engineer comes from, where it's they're able to look at this entire system and say, here's all these pieces on their own, right? And then I can bring it together to make this thing. It's a creator's mentality. That's the no. A lot of that takes logic. What am I trying to do? What am I trying to achieve? Like how, what inputs do I have? What outputs am I looking for? It's critical thinking. And then, like I said, the other group is the group that just writes code. And they're the ones that are looking on Stack Overflow. Like nothing against people that look, I do it all the fucking time. I will say if you, the best programmers, like they're not going to start from blank and just start writing code. They're going to take whatever already fucking works, whatever's out there and exists, take that shit, make it like my homeboy Han said, says vanilla, make it like a vanilla bare bones thing that you can start working on. And then boom, away you go. No, don't waste time trying to rebuild what's already been built. Use those things. That's why we got frameworks and all these other things. Use those things and get going. So what do you consider yourself of? Do you consider yourself the one who knows or the one who writes? I'm somebody who is trying to be the one who knows. I agree with you. I think in my mind, the way that I structure that is engineer versus somebody who can code. That's the way that I, that's the way that I think about it. Are you an engineer or, or are you a coder? So yeah, dude, I'm, I'm like, that's what I've been saying. Like anybody who asked me about it, I'm just like, I'm trying to become an engineer. There I, you go. You should look into yeah. engineering certificates. See if that's, I don't know if that's a thing, but I imagine there's some title somewhere to earn. I don't know. Maybe you would have to go through school for that to like properly have the engineering mm -hmm. title, but I'm sure there are courses Soft, out software, there. Software engineer though. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Oh, that's what okay, I mean. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause again, it's all about logic. That's all what it's reduced down to. It's just thinking through it. I believe it's that's probably my biggest takeaway from being in school is learning how to think really clearly, even when things are foggy. Not, hell, that one might even call that the journey that is life is like, if you have, I love what you had told me on our first episode, which is like, when you have the end in sight, even if the path is blurry, like you at least know where you're heading, you at least know where you're going. Is that the coffee? I don't know. This is just protein. I saw that you were having protein earlier, and I was like, I have not had protein yet. And I had a monster <laughs> fucking leg day today, bro. Oh, just water, by the way. Fuck, really? You go hard, huh? To your point, like, you were mentioning earlier about if you go and you're trying to do 100 reps in the gym, and they're all, like, half reps, the fuck are you doing? You're not doing anyone else a service. You're doing yourself a disservice. That's it. No one else stands to gain anything from you doing your half reps. You're the only person that stands to gain anything at all from the work that you do. If you're truly doing it for yourself, like that means you must hold yourself accountable to the standard of I'm going to explode and then I'll hold on the way down. I'll be very patient. Ooh. Doing your mobility functional training prior to doing exercise with load, stretching. You said you've been stretching lately. These are all small tidbits that preserve us that, and like they, they keep us strong. They make us stronger, both not just from the physical side of things, but also from the mental. And for example, we talked about 
stretching. I think I told you a little bit about stretching in the last episode. And I'll bring it up here for the audience that's checking in for the actual round two, the better episode, we'll call it, because we're popping. It has been. Yeah, I think so. But we talked about stretching and how, and then even earlier in this conversation of how meditation can take many forms. We talked about walking, right, and the acknowledgement of things. I find that in moving meditations like Tai Chi, stretching, things of this sort, there's this artistry of our body. And it, we hear it. We can hear it talking to us. And it obviously is not in an audible sense. It's more of it's a feeling, right? You feel your body speaking with you. And it's up to you to determine, am I going to let the burning sensation dictate whether or not I will fully enjoy this stretch or will I go just past that wall? The, whatever the perceived wall that my body is trying to tell me is there, will I go past it so that I can really get a good stretch? And you'll find that as you are breathing, because it's all it's just breathing, right? As long as you're breathing during your stretching, I don't know, it's almost like wisdom gets bestowed upon you. I just, I revert back to that thinking that it's all so simple, that things are not that deep. And it's it really is in the little brief moments where we feel like we're just there. That is the most content someone could be. That is the happiest, that is the most blessed position that someone could be in is being present. And I find it a lot when I stretch. Stretching is also another thing that helps me feel that way, helps me feel here. So kudos to you for also doing that. Yeah. What's up with things that cause pain or discomfort bringing us moment? Because I feel like that's a thing with like cold showers or stretching, right? I think runner's high is a perfect example. It's almost like pain is like the only way to feel or like the truest feeling if that makes sense to be challenged is the truest feeling of living i don't want to just be doing things enough where i'm basically bored of it a lot of people would think about their jobs of as being something boring right like the mundane task of having to repeat repeatedly do this it doesn't take much focus right we long for the things that challenge us that are hard to do like maybe even scary like to the point of the cold shower the cold there's nothing about a cold shower that makes you better except the one challenge that it presents which is you are comfortable in your existing body temperature and now you're about to submerge yourself into very cold temperature and that shock that sudden change and how you react to it that's what the benefit of doing that stuff is but i find that the same i shouldn't say the same but the same kind of challenges or pain that exists could be very simple things too. For example, like I'll ask myself in a day, have I taken the time to meditate today? And even if I know all of the amazing benefits, things that I've experienced before, hundred times over of just meditating for five minutes, even 10 minutes, will I commit to the challenge of doing it? Or am I going to do whatever's urgent, whatever's calling for my attention, the discord, the Twitter, the space, the, my, your parents calling you on the phone, whatever the fuck, whatever's around you, will I submit to those things that are external or will I hold it? Will I hold myself accountable to show up? Because no one cares if you meditate at all. No one cares that I meditate. That's for damn sure. But I care that I do. That's that, that's the point to find that, that reason for doing so. 
like all of this to go back to one of the awesome thing you said about the gyms, right? No half reps, man. Like life is not about half reps. It's about full fucking reps being there doing the damn thing. Yeah. And back to what you said about like doing this for me, right? Like you're doing nobody else's service, but you're doing yourself a disservice, right? If you're not going your hardest, I actually have some pushback on that. Oh, give it to me then. Bro, I think you actually are. (laughs) I think you actually are doing people a disservice by not being your best self. I like, I get what you were trying to say, but so maybe I'm just picking it apart too much. Cause get totally get what your message was, right? Like the, be the best for you. Like right. it starts because I, okay. So I, I guess I don't agree. Right. Cause that's like my thesis. My thesis is that you should be the best you. And then so that you can, so you should make your life better first and then move on to your family and then move on to society. But it can't so, be it because of, you. it starts with you. That's see. Yeah. So that means you're in my camp then. Like mm-hmm. it can't be because of other people. I can't want to be my best because of other people so i will do other people a disservice if i'm cheating myself that's what i mean not yeah it's like i would do every but i'm also in your camp that's they're both true they're both true it's you cannot be if you cheat yourself no one else stands to lose anything by you cheating yourself you have done a disservice to yourself in that same vein, because that cheating is not the best version of you, you have failed. You are unable to provide the very best for everyone else, which could be considered a disservice as opposed to a service, which is where I think you're coming from. But both are true. But And as you said, it inevitably all reduces down to starting with you. You have to give a fuck. Like it, no one else gives a fuck. And people do a lot of things because they think other people give a fuck. And I'm sorry to sound so vulgar to our audience, but y'all know me. When I feel some, when I feel some way, I'm going to say it. And I feel very strongly about this. It's hard. It's hard to do things. It's hard to figure out what you want. It's hard to figure out what you care about. But this whole life, the entirety of it, however old you are, whatever the listener is, Anthony, I'm going to talk to you, though, because you're only 21. You will have another like you think from zero to 21 you've experienced a lot you would have to do this shit with modern medicine and technology like five more times bro basically and then you're at 106 or whatever 105 and then at that point okay all right god willing though right and again you know it's become another like really big passion of mine i shouldn't say passion but i've been very serious about it very intentional about it is my health and not my health right now. I feel so strong. I feel I can feel myself getting stronger and I really like it. I cut out alcohol, for example, completely from my diet. I'm trying to cut out sugar. It's very difficult. Sugars and almost everything that I that almost anything that you would regularly consume, if you're not already conscious of it, there's sugar in it. And it's even if you say to your friends, I don't eat sugar, you probably do eat sugar. It's very hard. It's very difficult to get it out. But all of this Yeah, is, just because like you don't eat lollipops and Skittles doesn't mean that you're not eating sugar. That you're not eating sugar. Precisely. Sneaky. It's in the it's in the coffee that you're having in the morning. So, so yeah, you think you're living your best life, but you're also getting thirty grams of sugar in a fucking morning starting your day off, you know, at Starbucks or at Dunkin' or whatever. And again, no no offense to those people that are doing okay. that. More power to you, but just saying to get it out of your system is no easy feat. But Damn it, where was I going with this? Not eating sugar, 
Uh, I so cut you, out. Oh, you you were focusing more on health, so no alcohol, no sugar, and focusing significantly more on my health. So yes, I'm I feel stronger than I've ever been now, but the vision that I have, bro, is to be strong at 95, to be just as strong. Even if I even if by most measurable outcomes, there are not a lot of 95 year old men strapping, very fit, moving, fucking doing backflips. I'm not saying that they aren't. Like maybe there's some motherfuckers out there. I don't know, but that's who I would, that's what I really aspire for is to be of sound body and sound mind come 95. And then from there, yeah, I'll figure well, it out. You know what I'm saying? When you get to the point where you're like in a retirement home and it's just you and a bunch no, of other fuck old that. people. I ain't doing no retirement home shit. I'll, I'll just go with the Okay, fine, fine. I'll go with it, yeah. You want to be able to take everybody else's lunch. You don't want anybody to no. be able to fuck with you in there. No, that's so mean. Why would I... That's not at all what I want. I just want to be moving. I just want to feel like I can move. You said you want to be the strongest 95-year-old compared to other old... Not You think you're going to be, like, knocking out, like, the up-and-coming heavyweight champs. What the fuck is up? You just want to be able to fuck up, like, other 95-year-olds. No, I don't want to fuck anybody up. What I want is to just feel sharp, man. That's it. Feel sharp, look sharp, and stay moving. Would you say that you don't want to, but you would like to be able to? The goal is to be able to. The goal... Above, like, what I value above everything else is my health and the health of my family and friends. I'm still very much using my compass to figure out what my path really looks like. I have a few inklings, a few ideas, right? But still trying to figure it out. But what has definitely become clear so far is I value nothing more than my health. Nothing more. And then immediately after that is my family and making sure they're healthy. And then after that, like, to just be present. To to just... Bro, I'm, we're fucking alive. You know what I'm saying? We're here. This is a fucking thing. You have to deal with yourself for the next, like, five times over. And you'll change so many times. And there'll be big changes in between those moments of impact. And your priorities will change. And you'll learn new things about yourself. You'll learn things about other people. And, like, we get to experience a life. And even if some moments of it are objectively shitty... I'm not here to tell you it's all going to be a fucking merry-go-round. Like, you're alive to experience it. So the longer I can, not that I want to be immortal, but the longer I can experience life, all that it has to offer me. And then I always use the example of fucking a little squeegee. Squeegee the fuck out of that motherfucker, bro. That's If my life was a, when you wash your car and not the towel is wet or what, not the towel, but the drying towel that you're using, and that's all wet, you fucking roll that motherfucker up, that. If that was life, fucking get it, extracting as much as I can out of it. Yeah, bro. When you say that, my mind goes to Titanic scene where they're at the dinner table where Rose's mom like calls out Jack and she's like, how do you bear such a rootless existence? Basically sophisticated for saying like, how do you live like being poor as fuck? And he just shits on a mall. He's actually like enjoy waking up and not knowing what I'm going to do during the day or where I'm going to sleep at night. Just two nights ago, I was laying under a bridge. And now I'm here having dinner with, with you fine people. And this is like the drop the mic moment. He goes, life's a gift and I don't intend on wasting it. That's it. Totally fucking on par with that, bro. I guess where I was going with it, with me, would you like to be able to kick another 95-year-old's ass? As I told you this before, I want to start training jiu-jitsu and that's actually why I started stretching because I don't have time right now. But when like time comes, I want to be like 
ready to go. And the point of that is not because I want to be able to kick somebody's ass, but I want to be able to kick somebody's ass. You won't need so it. Just exactly. exactly. The strongest warrior needs no weapon. Fuck, what am I supposed to do? Just look at you and you fall? No, That's- I'm not saying that there aren't, God willing, maybe there, there won't need to be times where you have to defend yourself or those around you. If it comes down to it, you'll do what you have to do. But I would exhaust every alternative outcome. Like I would do everything possible before I had to use my fist, much less a weapon. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, the practice so of the sport, the practice, the discipline behind a martial art is marvelous. I don't know if you know this. Maybe you do. Maybe I've told you. Yeah. Of course. Say it. I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. Yes. Okay. I've not, I just, I don't know. Because I don't really share that with a lot of people, but. I think, I, I think Ant shared it actually. Anthony's also a black, Anthony's also a black belt in Taekwondo. Yeah, you see that? I, that didn't. Yeah, yeah. If he shared it, it's most likely. I don't, again, it's just, it's not a regular thing I'll bring up, but I love, I do love talking about martial arts because that is what martial arts teaches you is not how to fight. It's how to control yourself, how to take control of a situation. The whole point is to avoid the fight. Should it come down to it, like, it's only because you've exhausted all all other resources. And not many schools teach that. Let me tell you that right now. Not many schools will teach that, how to diffuse a situation, or at least to be of sound mind enough to want to diffuse, because it's hard. You're in, a, you're in a bar in LA and some motherfucker drops his drink on you. Yo, what the fuck? You just start putting his hands on you. Emotions come up very quickly. What are you going to do? Are you acting on your emotions or are you of sound mind? Very difficult. That is, I think martial arts is really good at helping you master that, or at least work on it, because... When you're sparring specifically, if you spar with your emotions, you're so easy. You're so easy to fight. You can you know what someone's gonna do because they're angry, and they're, you score a point by getting a head kick, and no one likes getting. Let me tell you from experience, no one likes getting kicked in the fucking head. All right. So to be of sound mind to say that was a good that was a good hit on their end. They were smart. Again, the best fighters. If you look in the in UFC, they're not arrogant. They do it now because of the the interviews and the pay-per-view and trying to rack up a lot of money. But most of them, I hope, but from what I've seen in like interviews and shit, are really respectful of the art. And they they know that it's serious. So you going into jujitsu, I challenge your thinking of it's to be able to do all of that. It's it I would in, instead implore you to say it's to challenge myself. It's to be it's to be able to control myself that's the best way i would put martial arts and jujitsu mm-hmm. specifically is a great art because it's like human chess yeah really okay. good okay so i guess to expand on that it's like knowing that you are able to will make you not want to do it to some extent which i because i agree it's not because i want to fight people or i just think isn't that a thing where you learn how to fight so that you don't have to fight, right? What's the point in fighting fighting a guy at a bar, or like being offended if he like gets in your face? You're like, dude, I would... because that's how most of fights like start off, right? It's just egos clashing. Literally but that. If, but if you're secure and you're like, dude, I know how to fight. I'm strong. I really, I don't need to do this. Like one, because it's who needs to fight anyways. And then two, I'll win. So there's not really any point in doing it. And then of course, bro, like the human chest, like that. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. 
Who so was described? You know, described it like that. You're one of your favorite heroes, Joe Rogan, to another one of your favorite heroes, David Goggins. I don't know if these people are your heroes. I'm just fucking throwing <laughs> it out there, but I, I like Rogan and Goggins a lot. But um, I don't know if you've seen their interview together. It's really good. But at the end of it, Joe Rogan recommends to Goggins. I know you're the kind of guy that you want to get lost in something. You really want to sink your teeth into these things that we were talking about earlier, right? Like why? Like you want to have a why. You want to like really get good at things, challenge yourself in different ways. And he goes, jujitsu would be your shit. You would fall in love with it. And I can attest. I had to, I got a homeboy who shout out the army man. I haven't taught the army in a long ass time. He's a real one. I see everything he's doing. Shout out to Simon as well. Our other room. It was. Four of us total, but us three specifically were, were pretty tight. And I love those boys a lot. But Army is, like, huge in the jiu-jitsu. He actually, at UCF, he started a jiu-jitsu club, if I'm not mistaken. And he swears by it, bro. And if you listen to he's another one of those people that remind me of that. That's what martial arts is for. It's the elimination of ego. No ego on the mats. It's, I, it's like warrior acknowledgements i want to challenge i want to see i want to see how far i can take it and then not compare myself against somebody else but like of a of a worthwhile challenge someone that i know would make me work so to speak so yeah man stretch every single day not just because of jujitsu but because it's good for you and then when you do start jujitsu i think you should like record that capture your experience with it share how you feel with people share the things that you're learning journals and things of that sort I think people would enjoy that. I would, how about this? I would enjoy it. I don't know that people would enjoy it. I would enjoy seeing your experience through the world of jujitsu. I like that better. It's easier to write things when you just have a single point of focus in mind, right? Because you're not trying to like adhere to everybody, which you could like never do. So it doesn't even make sense to do that. There's no it rules. Makes sense to just start neat. Like when I'm writing LinkedIn posts about whatever I'm doing, like with programming, it's like just a letter to myself. Like what you said about your uh, your Discord nuggets of knowledge, same thing. That, my tweets, and, all of those are just, I'm just, I'm sharing with you what I would, what I'm saying to myself. And like back to the ego thing, I got tapped out for the first time two weeks ago by my buddy Armand. We were just like hanging out and we ended up fucking grappling, shirts off, we're going hard for 15 minutes, he taps me out. Gotta say, it was like one of the most humbling experiences. Just because you have to tap. It's like you actually, that's the part that makes it humbling. You don't have to tap. go to sleep. Yeah. But just saying like, all right, fuck it. You got me. Outclass me. I that's tap. Hence, I'll run it back. Hence why I call it chess or Joe Rogan described it very well as chess, human chess. Because like when you got gotten, unless you have some kind of backdoor strategy of some sort, none of which would be cheating in the fight, of course. But when you got, you got. They got you and must, for the sake of you not going to sleep, you should concede. And that is definitely a humbling experience. Like I said, getting kicked in the head is a humbling experience because, you know, you might look at yourself as a pretty skilled fighter. I'm fast. I can throw powerful kicks. I'm pretty precise. Right? I'm, I'm accurate. I'm not throwing kicks out just for the hell of it. This isn't Taekwondo. You might consider yourself a really good fighter, but it's not until, it's not until you're put in those situations where it's like, all right. Like the mirror's on me. I'm looking at myself here. What? What's up? What am I gonna do about this? I'm I'm excited for you, man. I think you're really gonna enjoy it. Me too. I just like fuck, bro, because I want to get good at. Like I said, my goal is to become an engineer and just really practice out. Or not practice out, but yeah, just get better at designing systems that work and thinking through things logically, step by step. 
And so I'm like at at a, a not a crossroads, but just because like all my time is like getting invested in this area, right? But I also want to do this, but it does work out. Like I'm lucky that it's because they're related, right? Like you yeah. said, it's like chess. And like when I was first getting into programming, I'm like, yo, this is like chess, right? Because if you're making a move here, like when you're first starting out for your program, like system architecture, what the program's going to look like, what's going to connect to what, you want to begin with the end in mind, right? Call back the, the to our, yeah, exactly. And so it's chess and like the people who are the best at this, the marker of that is how many steps ahead can you think? Like somebody who in chess, who could think 20 steps ahead is going to beat somebody who thinks five steps ahead. And so luckily jujitsu is not completely unrelated to programming. So it's not like I'm, I want to be a programmer. And then I also want to be like a florist, even though, dude, I don't, so Kobe has this documentary called Muse, or I don't know if it's a book, but he like basically talks about how once you get to a certain level of skill at something, I haven't even read the thing. I should have Kobe book over there. Somewhere. You, you um, should go grab it and show it to me. It sound it already sounds like the next thing I want to order. It, it's just like a picture book or not a picture book. It's Kobe Bryant, the Mamba mentality, how I play. Oh, hell yeah. And you haven't read this? Honestly, I'm going to read this tonight. I've read like a couple pages of it, but I stopped yeah. for whatever reason. That, it looks amazing. Yeah. I would love a copy of this. Hardcover, too. Oh. Damn. Rest in peace. It's like not a lot of words either. I know. RIP. But uh, yeah, so he just talks about like how when you get to a certain point of skill, you start to look at like other hierarchies, other like. Other systems. Other, other sequences systems, like these other realms of expertise you can look at a you could be a basketball player and look at an artist and just be like wow like the way that they get lost while they're drawing that's something that i could aim for in my game or like that florist the way that the like precision like they water their plants with the exact same amount of water every day they know like the methodical because like you, anybody who's good at anything is like those skills are transferable, like rising to the top of a hierarchy, being great at something that's transferable. Like Kobe could look at Brady and be like, oh shit, there's something I I could get from that. He could look at Leonardo DiCaprio. Yo, there's something I could get from that. Yo, look at anybody and be like, yo, there's something I get. I'm a firm believer that you can learn from absolutely anybody. There's nothing quite like it where everyone has something to teach you and it's up to you to figure out what it is that they're better at you than. And what you can learn from it. So how Kobe expressed in this case where he's able to learn from a florist or really anybody. I'll listen to people like I'll listen to people in advertising speak about capturing attention. And then I'll listen to a music producer a producer talk about creativity. And then I'll listen to an astrophysicist explain his view on spirituality or something of that sort. You know what I'm saying? Like we humans are simple yet complex beings where we can expand ourselves into so many things and we can learn from so many things because we're just we're really good at figuring out those patterns figuring out like what is the same or what are i shouldn't say it's new but what is it about that that's familiar is maybe the best way i would put it and familiar enough for me to say wow i can take something from this so i, I resonate with that deeply and yeah man you should read that book tonight i think at least a few pages. Yeah. Not the whole thing, but two or three pages a night. Something mm -hmm. chill. Yeah, there's some good stuff on that shelf that 
that needs to be looked at. Twelve and yeah, a half. Yeah, like I've just twelve and a half. I'm <laughs> probably not gonna read that one just because like I listened to that guy so much. I haven't recently. You but, haven't like, read it. You haven't read twelve and a half. Nah, I don't think I will. I pretty much know what's in the book. Like, I think there's things you could take away from it. I read it just also being someone that consumes a ton of Gary V content. But like I said, man. You can learn something from anywhere, at any time, any place, from any human, anything even. It's a, what we think we know, we're unable to learn. Because if we think we know it, then that's it. Like we, we, Our minds are made up. It's, it's not there for us to learn anymore. It's already been decided. So Agree. just be an amateur at everything. Be a fucking know nothing about everything. Know as close to nothing about everything. And then whatever really excites you and calls your attention that's where you should who am i to say what you should do i just i think that's worthwhile pursuing i what agree I'm though to say. exactly what i was about to say right now my attention is focused on programming so i'm reading kindle book about javascript so that's where my reading's been going love that more power to you i just ordered a book so i think this third one right there i think and it's called the complete strategist and it's basically a book about economics and more specifically game theory and uh, why people make decisions like how they assess the decisions that they're going to make based on the likelihood of someone else making a decision. And it's just, I don't know, like this really interesting subcategory that I've always wanted to learn about game theory. And that book is recommended to me and, or at least it came on my radar and I said, fuck it. And I'm going to order it. I've been ordering Dude. mad books lately. Which by the way, you sent me down a rabbit hole of, of like retro gaming on Raspberry Pi. Do you know about all the stuff that's going on there? I don't know much. I do not. I have not looked into gaming on Raspberry Pis, namely because the extent of my use was that with them was always like to accomplish some task. But no, I can't say I'm shocked. It's crazy. I haven't seen much either, but you could basically run download software like and just run any old school game. You just run an emulator on the Pi. Yeah, but you can run an emulator like on your Windows machine, on your Mac. True. On your True. phone. I don't know why they do it on the Pi then. I think they do it on the Pi because they put it like in. Oh, like because they, they put it, it into something. Yeah, they make a product out of it. A product. Yeah. Yeah. A like they put it in like an old Game Boy or like Nintendo case. With or something a like bigger that. screen and like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of shit. You can build a lot of really cool stuff. And this is what I, this is what I was talking about earlier about like engineers. These are people who know stuff. It's, I'm not going to rebuild that. I have no reason to rebuild what's already built. I'm just going to take what's there and what's available and make something with it. That's more impressive. That's a, a that's an engineer as opposed to just someone who writes code, whatever. So yeah, the way that I think about it is like one of the things that my coding bootcamp instructor told me was like, and he was, he said this jokingly, but he's like, dude, senior devs don't watch YouTube videos. They're the ones who like make the fucking YouTube videos. That's right. And so same thing with like engineering. It's like, like engineers do shit that hasn't been done before or because like they're the ones paving like the way they're, they're the they're, ones paving the way because like, it's impossible to do anything that's never been done before yeah like, but you figure like, it out like why would you right there's so many things that have already been done for you where it's like all right why am i gonna waste my time doing that when somebody did it so yeah i think engineers coders are gonna get replaced by chat GB. nah no that's not happening that's never gonna happen it's a good starting point that, that's a different conversation though what I did want to talk about regarding engineers, though, that I think you would appreciate is being an engineer is all about optimizing stuff, like figuring out how it works, understanding it, and then optimizing for it. 
And I found that the easiest thing, the most worthwhile thing to start engineering is your life. So figuring out systems or routines or sequences that you can engage yourself in that help you perform the best or output the best. And it's up, it's up to you to decide what the best looks like. Is the best writing 200 lines of code or is it making sure that you went to the gym that day? And it's up for you to decide what's going to be the, the marker of success in this case. But that's where I would start. You, you were talking earlier about how what you're doing now intersects and then two is also a form of that and that because like you're, you're learning the elements of human chess, which some could say there's opening sequences, right? Like the first 15 moves. And then from there, now you're actually in play. Well, the, again, li life is beautiful in this way in that we see elements of things that we know or understand in even within things that we don't fully know or understand. And in this case, you say you want to be an engineer. I applaud you, brother. Start with you. That's the easiest thing to learn engineering. And it's probably going to be the most impactful. That's what will, that's what will make you a great engineer is the fact that you've I'm not going to say syst you know, systemize yourself, but you just figured out what works for you. It's true, though. It's like setting up system for success in your personal daily life. That's all it is. It's, it's like Steve Jobs has this quote where its focus is about saying no. Literally. Um, so when I'm coding, it's like, all right, do I really need this? Okay, am I, is, could this be trimmed down, right? When I'm writing an essay, is this fluff and I get rid of it? So same thing with like daily routines. It's like, is this necessary? And if it's not, then, okay, it's I out. need you. Get out of my way. Bingo. More power to you, man. Again, man, you have a incredibly bright road ahead of you. And I think it's going to be in, like really fun to watch. And I'm very grateful that you have become a part of my life. And we've been able to make some memories so far. And I know there's a lot more to make. Anthony, this is the part of the show where I put the mic in your hands in case that you want to make any sort of shout out message of love a piece of advice plug whatever it is the floor is yours love my parents love this world life's good ladies and gentlemen with that being said this has been another episode of the steady compass i've been your host quez Joined here by an amazing guest and good friend of mine, Anthony Urbina, real one. Well, wait, Anthony Isaiah Urbina Vasquez. Ah, talk about that memory. What's That's up? It. Ladies and gentlemen, if you could please do me a favor and give a like to this video, you'll see it if you're watching this on YouTube. Be sure to give it a support, share it with everybody that you know and love. If you're listening on the audio formats, of course, all your streaming platforms of choice. Be sure to share that with your friends or your favorite snippets, whatever you want. The best way that you could support would be to come on Twitter. Yes, twitter.com, the big blue bird app, and follow our page at Quest XYZ. That's at Q-U-E-Z-T-X-Y-Z. Give us a little bit of love there. And of course, the even better way, the first way in which Anthony Urbina has already contributed to being a supporter, despite the fact that he's also a guest, would be to make a purchase of one of our NFTs. Big shout out to Manifold, which has helped us in setting that up. It's all about finding our 1,000 true fans who have been listening since season one and 
continuing to improve and invest back into this thing that we're building here and to make it as, as great as it can be. With that being said, make sure that you stay connected with Anthony Urbina. You're going to see all of his respective social information down in the description below. If you're listening on YouTube, of course, you'll see it in the video description, podcast notes on audio format. With that being said, I've been your host, Quez, Steady Compass. We're out. Peace. Peace.